All right, welcome back to another episode of Bar Banter. Today with me, I have Joe Elliott, who has been here at O'Callaghan's. By the way, um, coming to you from the third floor studio above 29 West Hubbard. So, Joe, um, you've been here for a while. You've been a doorman. Now you're a bartender. You also serve. You've done everything. So give give me your history of like how you started here and like how everything came about. Oh, completely by like luck. Um my wife, Rachel, was working here as a server, and the last bartender, or last door guy got fired. Um, doorman. Doorman. Door host. Uh, he got fired for some incident, and uh, I needed a job at the time, and she's like, hey, you know, Peter actually called me in, like, hey, would you be interested? I'm like, sure, you know, whatever, and uh, yeah, it was completely by chance, and I've been here for like four and a half, five years now. And since then, you've climbed from like door guy to- From the gutter from the gutter like door guy like up to bartender to server to now part manager right so like you're like which is actually scary as hell right now watch out right right although i'm not really afraid of you i'm not scared about it but i'm not i ain't scared the rest of you guys should be (laughs) they should be the guys who should be scared are the guys who come to the bar and decide to get themselves out of control and you're at the door and they decide, hey, I'm five foot four and I'm 140 pounds and I'm going to come after you. Like, I, like, you know what? You might want to reevaluate like your decisions in life, right? It's usually the little guys, yeah. 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 Like you're not a big brute. You're not like a guy who like beats people up. But like if someone comes after you, you're going to fuck them up, right? I mean, I'm, I just try to stay humble, but like I'm not scared of anybody. You know, I mean, I got a job to do, you know, and. Sometimes things happen, you know. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, right? as far as like door guys go, if you look at the people like next door to us, other, I'm a smaller door guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what's funny is you're like what six two, maybe like six foot even. Yeah, six foot. The like, hair helps. And, and, a little and bit. stout, stout. But like, there are dudes down the street who are like six four. There's beasts out like, here. Yeah, three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, three hundred pounds. But like, poof, right. Well, you just don't take shit from people. No, I mean my my, my brother, my middle brother, he's like six three, three hundred pounds. Those are way bigger than me, and just beat beat the shit out of me my whole fucking life. So it's like, what's the worst gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like, he's been beating me up forever. I'm still here. Like, I'm not scared of nobody. Like, I'm not, right. not saying I'm gonna beat everybody up, but you know, like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, like as a door guy here, what's your biggest challenge? Like, what 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 do you face that like drives you freaking crazy as every of late? Day? Yeah. Uh, Peter said, if I punch anybody, I'll get fired again. So, all right, if I punch anybody again, I'll get fired. So I've had to be a lot more political. You get fired again? Or you're getting no, no, fired? I, yeah, I had to switch that around. If I punch oh, yeah. anybody else another time, it's over with. But that's not, I mean, yeah, you know, but. So I've had to be a little more political and like a little, be, learn de-escalation skills. There's been a learning curve with that as, as far as that goes. Because um, like when I first started here, especially after COVID, like I was the only security at all. And it was kind of rough down here after COVID, if anybody remembers how River North was, like, directly after. Um, it was kind of rough out here. And I was the only, like, I'm on the front and the back line, you know what I mean? So if I, my whole, like, mindset was if, you know, somebody fucking beats me up or knocks me out, what's going to happen to my staff? There's nobody else to be, to, you know? So unfortunately, sometimes I'd jump the gun, possibly, and... Uh, well, that's life as doorman. I guess so. I hope right? so. Um, as far as, like checking ids this is 
I've done it. I've stood by the door. I've checked IDs. Like it's hysterical. Like, like what is your, one of your funniest stories about checking an ID? Because the women don't want to get checked. Oh, they either. But then they, they want to get win. checked. You can't and they win. don't want to get checked. Like, mah, mah, yeah. I don't know. The like 30 to 40 year old women, you can't win. If you don't check it, it means you're calling them old. If you do check it, they're fucking annoyed because they're old enough. So you can't win. You just learn to laugh that off. Um, my favorite thing is like when you have a woman who's clearly older, you know, 50, 60 year. I like to stop them. Excuse, miss, sorry, you got to be 21 to come in. I need your ID. And they fucking love that. They get oh, a yeah, kick yeah, out yeah. of it. They love that. Um, you know, that's my that's my, my favorite line from Peter is when he's like, um, I'll check your ID when you leave. On the way out, yeah. <laughs> I'm being true. lazy on the right way out. <laughs> People fucking love it, you know? Right, right. But we're really just being lazy and trying to not do stuff. You know? Yeah. No, we keep a clean ship around here. No, I mean, it's, it's part, always fun when, uh, not fun, but I guess when you're out there, people give you an obvious fake ID and they want to like argue with you. It's like, let's just, just go somewhere else. You know, we're not taking your ID like other places. You know, we know how it is to be a kid, you know? It's like, here, I'll give it back. We'll just go somewhere else. And people literally like stare you in the face and argue like, oh, it's real. Like, no, like, whatever. If it's real, then go down the street. When people walk up, you could tell like, this is going to be a decent group or this is going to be a douchebag group. Mm -hmm. Like right away. Like, you know, immediately like, okay, here's the ringleader. Here's the guy who is the king douchebag. I always tell them after I kick, tell them to leave, I tell them to make sure the next bar they go to put that guy in the back of the line so he don't ruin their chances. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so now you transition into bartender, right? Let's talk about bar rules, okay? Like we all have our own bar rules, right? Like so, for example, someone comes in and it's semi-quiet and they get on a FaceTime call. What do you do? I mean, I try to check out them right away, obviously, but if they're just too busy, I'm not going to stand there and wait. I'm going to walk away. I already like came and greeted them and set a coaster down or whatever. But if they're too busy to, I'm not going to stand there and wait on you. You know what I mean? I'll walk away and now I'm going to ignore you longer. I think my point is they're on a FaceTime call mm -hmm. and it's audible to everyone in the room. So do you say anything? Do you do anything? Because I do. Personally, not. I mean, I've heard, yeah, I've heard the story. Yeah, oh, no, me, I walk up and like, story for eh, sure. eh. I'm there. not at that level of bartending yet. I'm still a new guy, a low guy in totem pole. So, like, I still, you know, I, I, basically, I'll just make people wait. That's my kind of go-to. Like, okay, you if I come, say to you, whatever the fuck you want to say because you're menacing. You scare people. But that's the whole point. Is like, so I've had <laughs> people were afraid of that, and I think that's why it took me so long to bartend because people know how I am with the door, and I'll say whatever. So I had kind of had like this reputation I had to kind of get a, around as a bartender and be a lot nicer. And even Mara had said it to me before, like working with him, who I learned so much from. By the way, Mara was awesome. He's like, you know, I thought you'd be more like an asshole back here. Like, you know, like, but you're not. You're cool. Like, you know, you work with like people. Remember the crazy girl? Uh, I don't want to say, you know, if I shame me. Whatever. She was nuts. She was behind there and like have a chip on her shoulder and just be treating people and being, being mean to them. Where it's like behind the bar, I try to just, I try to be nice. I don't take any shit, obviously, but I don't go out of my way to like be mean to customers and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had to earn this place. So I'm a lot more thankful for it so i don't want to ruin that i my, my go-to basis is i'll make somebody wait if they're being an asshole i'll walk away make them wait longer purposely ignore them um but i can pretty good and nicely tell them somebody go get fucked too you know yeah you remember my story from like um back when you started this thing like the whole guy who came in and like shushed me because mm -hmm. he was on the it's phone it's legendary around here oh no well, that, yeah. it, it happened it's again, inscribed like, on the wall of our bathroom it is it, it should be on the wall bathroom wall but um it happened again guy came in and I'm like, how's it going? He's like, I'm like, 
God, I hate you. Like, I just I don't, I don't like anything about you. Like, just go. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So yeah. I ignored him. I was like, yeah. He's like, can I get a fucking beer? I'm like, no. I'm like, why don't you just go down the street? Yeah, like, I tried to get you a beer, bro. Like, you're being a dick. People are so not aware of themselves. People are assholes. And side note. <laughs> Here we like, go. At the door, I'm not, I'm petty enough to where if someone's a real dick to me trying to get in and turn them away, I'm not. Uh, above following them down the block and making sure they don't get into any other bar too. Like I've done that if they're a really big asshole. Like, like you're you're spending all this energy. Being well, you're an protecting everybody else. I'm gonna ruin your whole fucking night now. Like I'll follow you down the street and make sure no bar lets you in. Like, so yeah. Side note. That's I guess the key petty. to this whole thing is don't fuck with Joe. Right. Oh, uh, fuck with me. My job's boring. Please. Like I need something to do out there. <laughs> I need something to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all right. Let's talk bar rules. So we talked. Um, uh, FaceTime, no, right? Um, what really annoys you when someone comes into a bar, what they do? Like, give me one when thing. When they want to like, oh, I'll have one beer. What beer? Like, we got 20 on tap, you know, know. we got all these bottles. I know. Like, okay, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Well, here, the whole list is right here, my friend. Like, we've got so much stuff. I I can't sit here. No, and, my favorite thing know? is like when they come in like, oh, can I taste this? Can I taste the, um, can I taste um, the Smithwicks? I'm like, you mean Smithwicks? <laughs> Smithwicks. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can I taste this? Can I taste that? I'm like, sure. Because it's a California wine tasting yeah. area. And, Catalina wine mixer. And so, <laughs> fucking Catalina wine mixer. And so, they try all these beers. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's go with a Coors Light. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, that's horrible. That's, go, that's, go home. I mean, I don't mind, you know, a couple little sips of something here and there. If they're cool about it and they're talking, hey, what's this? I never had that. But yeah, you get like two and that's it. Or like, you know, and I'm not much of like, a, again, I just, I've only been bartending in a few months. Um, I'm not like a aficionado like some people are as far as like beers. Like I'm, you know, if I drink a beer, I'm drinking a Corona. Usually I'm tequila pineapple, so I don't know too much about beers. I'm learning as I get back there. But I hate when they're like, oh, what's this like? And what's this like? And, you know, like, hey we got this is on special i'll give you a little sample check it out and i'm gone you know like but i hate people and they don't know what they want and they want to sit there and ask you questions and have you sit there while they decide because like, you know i come in and when, when they sit down i'm checking on them right away hey how you doing coasters right there you know i like the people come in and like um yeah i'll be back i'll walk let's away let's see yeah I'll walk uh, away. i'm like yeah i'll be back i gotta keep moving i, back I can't there, you know? i can't do this right now i want to go back to your doorman stories because Everybody knows that on St. Patrick's Day or the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day is the parade. And that is a complete and utter shit show Pretty here at O'Callaghan's. Yeah. Um, stools, glasses, everything downstairs. It's just all plastic, standing room only, right? You've seen some crazy stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Outside. Yeah, outside video, the bar. Videos like, too, not yeah. even in the bar. Like, outside while they're waiting in line. Yes, sir. Right. Mm -hmm. I show up at like 8 a.m. to open the bar at 9 a.m. for parade day. They're and already freaking out there. They're, they're, they're lined up already. and they're just hammered. Right. Mm -hmm. You've seen some stuff. Yeah. I, there's literally, so like our front door is here. There's another like door next to us, like probably three feet down with a little indent. I've got it on video on my TikTok page. There's, there's a dude sitting there with his back to us getting a <laughs> while there's 100 people in line waiting to come in on St. Patrick's Parade. Day. Literally 100 people. And you just see her back there. Behind me, see the shoulders going. So I'm recording now. I'm like, you know what the fuck? Hey, check this out, guys. My so favorite look, look. part of that video was when she goes, I'm not giving him a. 
Like, come on. Yeah, you are. You kind of are. You know, what What else is going on back there? I like, think she's like, I'm... And the worst bro, bro. part, that's like the puke and shit corner. So many people <laughs> puke in that little cubby. <laughs> pee. It's disgusting. Like, I would not... It's amateur hour. Like, parade day is amateur hour blown. for sure. Like, full blown. A girl come up to the bar at... We opened up at 9. It was 9.03 a.m. And she watched, she goes... I would like. I go. Nope. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> like, yeah, you're it. done. Like you're done. Like there's. Like, would you like a water? Like, <laughs> door guy, we got a removal, please. You know, right. Like, like, how the fuck did you get past you, Joe? By the way, I have no idea. I don't start that early on okay. St. Patrick's Day. I work late <laughs> so night. It's not your fault. <laughs> That's the swing shift. <laughs> oh my god, it's nuts, dude. No, it's rough. It is, but I mean, I feel like I I, I love St. Patrick's Day because we got it kind of down to a science. It's way different than oh, usual. Yeah. You know, we 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 got a bigger you know door and security staff that day with people helping out. Thank God for that. You know, thank God for Peter being out there in the trenches too. The man with the plan, the motherfucking Godfather, Hubbard Street. But it's easier. We handle people differently, and we select crews. We can bring them into the back door to go to different floors, and it's 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 kind of like Goodfellas on St. Patrick's Day. That's so what. It's like Goodfellas on St. Patrick's Day. It's fucking Goodfellas every day out there with that man. Are you kidding me? I know, dude. I know with Peter, like he's you know. I mean, what what other bosses at the fucking door? Which you get Friday, Saturday nights. You know he I takes mean? Like, no shit, dude. And he takes no shit. Knows how to handle it. That's that's the right? man, bro. And you learn from him, right? Dude, completely. I mean, that's that's kind of why I think why I'm in the position I am. I am because like I've worked so closely with him this whole time here, and like I know, you know, what his pet peeves are, what he's said with his servers and other staff about, and I'm able to kind of like you know remember that and go along them lines, I guess. Um, have you ever encountered anything because I have recently, I'm still kind of scarred from this. I don't know what to say. It's a safe space study. Come on, let it out. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> have you dealt with a customer who's just like peed themselves continuously from the bathroom all the way to their chair? No, but I had a, a industry, right? She was a regular, sat at the top of the bar, peed on herself, and then she left and she had to run on her tab. And I didn't know she peed herself. I saw the, she was wearing all black, but I saw the puddle. And she's, Rachel's like, oh, she got to pay. So I went and caught her on the corner. She's arguing with me, fighting me. And I'm like, Ma, like, just come pay your tab. You come here all the time. You're in the show. I know your manager. Like, I literally text your manager right now. Just come pay your fucking tab. What are you doing? And she's fighting me and arguing with me. And I realized after the fact she didn't want to come back in because she knew she peed on herself. And she's, like, embarrassed, you know? So that was, like, a messed up situation. Oh, she's not allowed man. The flat out, just like, yeah, just, it was We a have a problem. regular. We'll call her Tammy. Um, it's not a real name. PP Tammy. Yeah, PP Tammy. Um, she went to the bathroom, and we were wondering what was happening to her. And so my server went in there, and she's like, "Oh, checked on her and helped her like get herself together, and you know, get back." And on the way back was just a trail of pee, like all the way. Like she'd never stopped peeing, like just all the way back to her chair and then that went, takes talent. Then she sat down in her chair and gushed a puddle of pee again it's not pretty that's messed up it's not pretty give me your biggest douchebag of the month of the month who's one dude who came in who like wanted to get in here and like just thought oh, he God. was it was not a, it's always a dude like it was it's a almost always, it's always a, a dude. dude it's always a dude so see speaking on a side note okay so that's why i have the karen haircut it confuses the karen to the door Makes them think I'm one of them. It's a false flag, so it calms you them got down. The Karen cut going. Yeah, she, yeah, come on, come on, dude. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Can I touch your manager? Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I had a, we had a lot of Christmas parties lately, 
And it's like, never fails. Friday, Saturday night, you have like 20, 30 people, whether it's a Christmas party, wedding party, show up. No inv- no res- reservation. They want to come in, expect us to take care of them. 30 people, Saturday fucking night. So I had this group come up. We were kind of slow to so accommodating them. And I'm, you know, talking to the, the people in front, you know, how many do you have? And radioing upstairs to see where I could put them. And here comes fucking Ken out of the back, Chadwick. And he's like, oh, what's the problem? Why can't we get in? And I'm like, bro, I'm just asking how many fucking people you have so I know Chadwick. where to put you. Chad, yeah. <laughs> I know where to put you. And he's just being an asshole. I'm like, bro, like, slow the fuck down. I'm, I got to know. Where do, where else do you go? Where do you go to any restaurant or bar where you can't, you you, can't, you just tell them, I don't know how many people we have. If you have to tell the other party size, right? So if they can know if they can fish you or not. Like, am I right? Especially like, like 10 o'clock at night. Bro, and 11, like- 12, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to figure it out. So now I get them in. I decide to put them on the third floor because they're kind of well-dressed. Now I get to the elevator, waiting for the elevator, and the same fucking dude, in case he's running his fucking mouth, oh, why can't we go up the stairs? I'm like, look, bro, you fucking walked in deep as hell. I'm accommodating you guys, putting on my fucking lounge. You're getting VIP fucking service right now. Do you want to go wait outside? Like, what the fuck? You know, I'm trying to take care of you. Either shut up or go outside. Like, you know what? And so his friends, I, I love turning the friend, the group against those single person's asshole. That's too. always That's fun, actually. That's yeah. always amazing. You find the weakest link and like, you know, ah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the dude for sure. He pissed me off and I was, all his friends are all ragging on him. So I get him up here and obviously it's fucking awesome up here. People appreciate getting put up here. So on the way out, they're all thinking me, obviously. And of course, dude walks out all, yeah, I want to do eye contact. But of the month, yeah. Like, you Mar. know, that's probably the most recent. <laughs> right. And I, I love making people feel stupid. Cause I feel like, you know, I've kind of learned I know. to be like, tactful. Like I don't got to like, like I said this a million times and it happened again today. Like when you, when I can't stress this enough. When someone comes in and you greet them and you're like, Hey, how you doing? How's it going? He's like, Guinness. I'm like, yeah. Let's Guess try this again. Myself. Yeah, let's, no, let's try this again. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Why? I'm like, never mind. I just walk away. Like, I just, yeah. I, I'm just, I, now you got to wait, you know, like we pride ourselves on good service, but it's like, if you're going to be an asshole, now you're going to wait. Like I still came and checked on you. Or the people who are like in a conversation, but you see their glasses are empty and you say, sorry to interrupt, but like, do you, and they're like, Ugh. yeah, oh, I'm so sorry for doing my job. <clears throat> but then in like two minutes, we're like, oh, excuse me, can I get a drink? You're like, I thought there was a height requirement to come up here. You this didn't see the LB. sign. There's a sign by the elevator, like like six LB's flags. taking our bottle right Let's now. Must be this tall, <laughs> and I don't know how. <laughs> Who's on a fucking door today? It's fuck. The hell was that? Chiquito. Go into what that was. Okay, so now we're going into what that was. So Laura Beth came up and grabbed that bottle. Take these shots too, LB. Take no, 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 no. I tried. You know what? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So what she just grabbed was a seasonal thing, which um, Peter decided he talked to Pat, who owns Nisei Lounge in Wrigleyville, right? And so back in 2016, they had all these candy canes left over and they didn't know what to do with them. He's like, well, you got to get rid of these because they're going to be behind the freaking bar for like another six months and I don't want them here. So he, he put nine candy canes into a Malort bottle. And... Within 30 or 40 minutes, the Malort dissolved the candy canes. That's a big surprise right and there. And it became yeah. like minted Malort. Now, those of you who know about Malort, you know about Malort. If you don't know about Malort, look it up. It's a Chicago thing, right? Now, you're scared. I'm not scared of shit, but I just don't. I know that fucking taste. That no, I think you're kind of being like a big puss right now. I mean, now. I've done it. I've, I've, I pay my dues <laughs> so I don't have to do it again. Like, 
And I, I argued with my wife about this a week ago. She's like, oh, if you're a real bartender, you'll drink Rumblemans and Malora. I'm like, no, if you're a real fucking alcoholic, you drink Rumblemans and Malora. Like, I'm well, good. No, no, Rumblemans I'm is- I'm good with my regular shit. I don't need to stoop to that level. Like, it's okay. Like, stoop to the level? Yeah. Bro, you gotta be a sadist or like love being hurt to drink this on a regular basis. I'm sorry. It goes down smooth. It does. It's smoother than most liquors. I do like being hurt sometimes. But it's like, yeah. It's like, you know, oh, wait. It's, it's not sorry. good. I just, just kind of went off on that one. Sorry. It's not good. Um. Um, we're doing it though. So this is a peppermint malort. Like right now, right now? Yeah, right now. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't sign a waiver or nothing, so. Well, get your gum out of your mouth. First of all, <laughs> this is a freaking podcast. This is not like, you know, homeroom. Cheer. It smells like. It smells like elf dick. Smells. <laughs> with the fucking Pepsi. The, with the, the, the right. candy. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> I, Smell, I don't know how I know what elf dick smells like. It smells like I mean, Rudolph's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Bottoms up. Cheers. Do it. I feel like Dirty Mike and the boys had a gaming in the back of Santa's sleigh. <laughs> actually. Dude, up front. But actually. There goes, there goes the aftertaste. Though. No, dude. <laughs> I think it's good. I bet you do, Teddy. I kind of felt that about you. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'm not the aftertaste. Is what gets me? It's way smoother. I mean, I get it. Like it's, it's a rite of passage. You have to do one side of the gum back in his mouth right now. By the way, want It's like Becky at lunchtime oh, sure, puts bro. it on the freaking table and like finishes her fries and her shake and puts the gum back. It was in on her my mouth. finger, dog. Right. So I, I mean, yeah, I can't. That really wasn't that bad. That it was wasn't. Good. It wasn't. Honestly, the peppermint kind of takes away the aftertaste a little bit. It's the bartender's mouthwash. That's what Rumpelman's is. Yes, Rumpies true. and bumpies all day, baby. I heard him yeah. a customer all the time. He had a Malort <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, rumpies and bumpies, he says. Anyway. No, no I'm not big on it. No bumpies. M fucking Rumpelman's is like doing mouthwash, which I hate. And this, uh, dude, one time, <laughs> Rachel had a, a, a cup on a nightstand. I thought it was my drink, you know, our white phone cups. And I fucking leaned over in the morning to take a drink. I thought it was mine. Took a big ass swig and it was fucking straight fucking Malort. First of all, she had a side of Malort by the bed. Yeah, you know, you come home from work. I you knew I loved down. her. Rachel, I love you whole ass so foam much. White cup. I took a big ass swig right? of Malort. I'm like, like <laughs> the taste is come out of it's your mouth. It's good for your tummy, though. So so is battery acid or something, it, I'm assuming. It's a digestif. I'll drink, I'll stick to the Fernet for me, my God. I'll stick to the Fernet. <laughs> stick to the Fernet. Joe, sum it up with this place. Like, what what do you love about this place, and and what do you hate like about people who come in? But like, what do you love about this place? I fucking love everything, man. So like, I'm four. I'm, I just turned forty. I've done like I've been working since I was like fucking fifteen, sixteen. I've had so many shitty jobs. You know, roofer in the middle of summer. I worked at a fucking foundry in Mountain Meadow. I had fourteen years in HVAC, crawling in hot ass attics and nasty, dirty crawl spaces. And I come here, and I get paid to fucking talk to people. Stand around joking my friends. Like, this is the best fucking thing ever. Like, what? I get paid to fucking do this. Like, you're getting paid now what you were getting paid before for busting your ass. Yeah, exactly. And now you're just, exactly. now you're busting yeah. balls. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not on call 24 7. I'm not sweating in a fucking 130 degree attic. I'm standing around. You know, I make, there's more to it, obviously. I'm helping out. And I've always been that way. I want to make sure I'm here to help anybody fucking do anything, you know? Um, but yeah, like, it's so much fucking easier, and I'm making the same amount of fucking money. Like, it's amazing to me. Like, it's fucking great. Like, this ain't, this ain't a job. This well, is you're great. you're an asset to this place. Or you're in. I am an ass, but, you know, like, I try to, I mean, that, that's always my whole, like, thing. Like, you know, that's why I asked to be cross trained. I just want to be able to help anybody 
here and fill in and do what I can. I feel like, you know, like most people need, should take ownership in their job. Like, right. Like, sure. I'm not a fucking owner, but if you feel like some responsibility for a place, that's the best kind of fucking employee. You know what I mean? You always have to take ownership. Like if you don't take ownership, then like you're not doing your job. Right. Like I hate that shit. That's not my job. Let me give you a scenario. All right. You're a doorman right now. Doorman. Um, someone comes in it's like mm, seven people pretty packed right now right like really you don't really have spot for seven people right because second floor isn't open yet and you're not ready yeah and so you got one dude who's like come on man like how do you handle that just tell me you just tell him like bro what do you want me to do like look inside my bar is 10 feet wide. Like if I were a parrot on your shoulder, what would I repeat? You would know so many curse words. You would be the <laughs> fucking most foul mouth parrot ever, dude. But you'd be awesome as parrot. People would love that shit. Um, but no, like it happens. It's it's almost every fucking day out there that same thing happens. And it's just like, look, look inside, bro. Like we have a smaller bar than most places. You know, if not for the floors, it's, it's small. You know, the most places around here. Like, look, like where am I going to put you? Like, you know, like. Isn't it funny how people come in and they're like, but there's only seven of us. You're like, yeah, but we're at capacity right now. And you're like, well. What if we go to two different uh, tables? But then they're like, well, then we'll just go. We'll go over there. Great. Yeah. yeah. I'm well, like, I'm you know what? Go over there. Like yeah. you little fucking mumbling Muppet. Just go. It's a learning curve. You know, obviously I can't just be a dick outright. I, I, you know, but like once they like cross that line or a dick, I have no problem. See, here's my thing too, is, is I'm really good at. I'll be a dick to you and like put you in your place and turn around and smile. Okay. And to the next person that's right there. I'm sorry, Miss Woo, you know, that's one of my favorite things. One time I, I punched a guy. This guy was serving. He he came and got in my face. I'm serving. He runs up and gets in my face all like crazy. And like he's he actually gonna hit me. So I hit him. He falls down. I turn around on my next table, like, oh sorry, sir. Sorry, what can I get you? You know what I mean? <laughs> and like I've heard that story from the lettuce security from Lance Lance's here. I fucking love it. Like, it's kind of a funny story, honestly. You just dropped a guy and then turned to your table like, what can hey, I get I'm you? I'm sorry about that. What can I get you? Yeah, I'm here to help them out. It wasn't their fault. He's an asshole. And you got to be professional. You got to be fucking professional in this industry. You know? I will give you credit, man. Like, you, I've been hanging out with you, like, you know, outside. We're having a smoke. We're doing whatever. And, like, you got you got the crazy people coming over. Like, we got, we get, like, this street does get some some people, right? Right? And Joe always handles them like, no. Babe, like, no, he's like, I know her. I know him. We're cool. Whatever. I'll get this guy a soda. I'll get this guy this, like, whatever. Like, you take care of people who are respectful. That's our bread and butter here. But when you come in, like, it's 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 always, it, what I find interesting is this. The people who clearly don't have homes, who walk by here all the time, but respect you and love you and care about you and you care about them, that's impressive. It's the douchebags who come in wearing their, you know, flood pants and their blazers and their freaking beanies when it's 80 degrees outside. And just like, they're the assholes. Always, yeah. Like, always. Yeah. It's just like, why can't you just be normal? Because they're the ones that don't, like, have, they don't know how to treat people like people. And, like, they think they're better than somebody. And, like, you know, that's my whole thing. I I know damn well, even all, like, that's what you mentioned, I'm, I'm cool with all the, ho- the the bums and the homeless people out here. I know damn well I'm two bad decisions and a week and a half away being in the same spot they are in. You know what I mean? So, like, at any given moment. So well, again, we've I, all been right there. Yeah, I treat everybody with respect, no matter what. I always started off that way. And it's like, if you, you know, I give respect, you get respect. That's how it's got to be. I don't demand respect without giving it first, obviously. And it's also why I'm good with, like, keeping 
the sh- the bullshit away from the bar. It's like, hey, I'm not hating on your hustle, but just don't do it in front of the bar. Like that makes up you, you're making me do work now. You know, don't bother my customers. Ten feet that way, ten feet that way, and you're good. You know, you got, you got to talk, you got to approach everybody like a like a man. You know, and that's and I've had great luck in response to doing that. You don't get that often. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen it with door guys, like with other people that work here. Like you're you're japping off right away. Oh, hey, man, get the fuck away from there. Like you can't approach people like that. That just now they're gonna respond a different way. Like you, you just you gotta be respectful and cool. And I've found personally, knock on wood, that people respond well to that. When it's time to go at night, and it's time to go, last call. Like we have to close down, right? And you're like, uh, it's your last drink, and like just one more, just one more. You're like, no, like no. So what do you play for them? Well, I play Red Peters the closing song, but I kind of developed a system. It's like steps. You know, you do lights, music off. You tell everybody, hey, it's the last one. Then you play that song, and that song has made my job exponentially easier. It used to be like the lights are on, I gotta go and like yell at everybody, come on, get it moving. So, what's the tagline of that song? Get the fuck out of here. But it's polite, it's like tactful, and people love it. Even people who never heard it before, you get your 5% of the douchebags, like, eh, they're so disgusted that you would possibly play that song, eh. But for the most part, everybody fucking loves it. It's all of our staff's favorite song. It's amazing. So, on that note, for Joe Elliott, who Here's has been time with uh, O'Callaghan's for over we four and a half years as a doorman, night. and he serenades me, and I love it. Just keep going, Joe. Um, you know it's getting late. From the third floor studio above 29 West Hubbard at O'Callaghan's Pub here in Chicago, Illinois, this has been Bar Banter. This is Joe Elliott. You'll see him at the door. You'll see him behind the bar. You'll see him as a server, whatever. He's just like, does whatever he needs to do, right? On that note, get the fuck out. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Dude, that was awesome. Thank you, brother.